The first sign of a good shepherd is that a good shepherd leads the sheep. Say a good shepherd leads the sheep. What God is expecting us to do is to lead. John chapter 10 verse 3. Bible says, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. What God wants all of us to do is to become leaders immediately. To become leaders immediately. You know, uh, Lauren came to me the, the other time and he said, um, Daddy, I want to plant a church. And I said, no, you are too young. You are too young, you can't. He said, no, 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 I'm not too young. Every day he said, I'm too young. I'm not too young. And I said, my friend, <clears throat> Those planting crown, some of them, some of them want to run away. You say, you know, and I said, Look, when you grow, he said, No, no, I want to plant a church now. I want to be a shepherd. And I said, Why do you want to be a shepherd? He said, I've been a sheep for too long. I've been a sheep for too long. So imagine that this nine-year-old is tired of being a sheep. But you are 30 years, 35. You are not tired of being a sheep. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you are not tired. You see, you are, you are... When are you going to take up the responsibility of leadership? A good shepherd leads the sheep. Leads the sheep. Praise the Lord Jesus. So in church, there are those that want to be led always and there are those that want to take up the responsibility of leading. A good shepherd will always look for an opportunity to lead. A good shepherd leads. So a good shepherd is, ex is excited about leadership opportunities. Responsibility. Hallelujah. And in this sense, as a shepherd... To lead means to be practically available for others so that others will know what they have to do concerning the will of God for their lives. Being available for others. Giving your life to others. Remember the Bible said that the good shepherd gives his life for others. So if you're a good shepherd, you give your life. You become available you try to get into the lives of others. You are helping others to be prayerful. You are helping others to read their Bible. You are helping others to fulfill the great commission. Praise the Lord Jesus. Say, I don't want to be a sheep anymore. Say, I don't want to be a sheep anymore. It's so nice to be a leader. Hallelujah. It's so nice to be a leader. That is what God expects us to do. To be leaders. And being a leader means to become available so that others can learn from you. To be a leader also means to become an example for others to follow. 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 
You see, the truth of the matter is that this whole world is in gross darkness. People do not know what they, they, they have to do with their lives. Because leaders are not emerging from the church of God. When you go to your workplaces, it's like, um, you know, everybody doesn't know who to follow. Because nobody has really stood out as a leader. The world is in dying need of leaders. So to be a leader means to be the example. The example in prayer. The example in fasting. The example in giving. The example so that others can become like you. The reason why God is raising you up is so that he will use you as a point of contact to raise others. Listen to me. If you're a Christian and you look back and nobody is following you, you are not leading. God's investment in you is wasting. God will always start with one person. But his intention is for that one person to raise others. Praise the Lord Jesus. Jesus picked out 12 people, but at the end of the day, 3,000 people were added because the 12 had the responsibility to raise 3,000 of their kind. Are you here with me at all? Who are you leading towards the things of righteousness? Who are you leading? Who have you brought into Christ? Who have you established? Who are you feeding with the word of God? Who are you raising up? That is God's expectation of us. To be leaders. Hallelujah. God raised one man, Adam. And after that, the Bible said, God rested. Adam has raised all of us. And he keeps raising all of us. So who are you raising? That's leadership. Luke 11, 1. Bible says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples. Listen to me. Leadership as a shepherd is practical. You lead by example. Not by instruction. You lead by what? Example. The best way to lead as a shepherd is to lead by example. You can be a shepherd who is leading by instruction. That's not the ideal model for leadership for the shepherd. Jesus did not tell them, go and pray. The Bible said that they saw him praying and when he finished, that means that Jesus Position in himself in a place where they will see him praying. It was intentional. Jesus wasn't hiding his prayer life from them. It was Mark that said that early in the morning, Jesus will rise up, go to a secret place and pray. It was Mark who said that. Mark 135. It means that where Jesus was praying and where they were sleeping, the distance was not too far. Because Jesus wanted them to see that a leader must pray. So your followers must see. Listen, if you're a leader, your followers must see that you are giving. 
That's the only way they can learn and appreciate the essence of giving. Don't hide it. Hallelujah. If you are praying, don't hide it. When I'm praying in my home, I don't hide it. I pray, I burst out in prayer. If I'm crying in prayer in my home, I don't hide it. That's the best way to lead by example. When I'm reading the Bible, I don't hide it. So as a shepherd, if your sheep, for example, we are we're having lambano, your sheep comes on, you are not there. It's difficult for you to encourage your sheep to pray. Because sheep, they learn best by example. Hallelujah. You are, you are a shepherd. You are not paying your tithe. The, the, the people you are leading, they will never pay their tithe. Why? Because they are looking at your example far more than your instruction. You know, children, they don't learn by what you say. They learn by what you do. So the fastest way to lead people is to become an example to them. Hallelujah. And anytime you fail to do, you have failed to lead. Never underestimate your action. You cannot say my children should go to church and you are home. They will come to church, but their hearts will not be in church. They will grow up and do the same thing they saw you doing. Action is more powerful than instruction. Hallelujah. So, lead by example. If you want your sheep to come to church early, you yourself must come to church early. Write this down. Don't be an armchair shepherd. Don't be an armchair shepherd. An armchair shepherd is someone who doesn't participate in anything, but expect the sheep to participate in it. Don't be an armchair shepherd. Number two, participate in anything you want the sheep to participate in. If you want the people to sing, you must sing. If you want the people to pray, you must pray. If you want the people to fast, you must fast. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody and I, I asked the person, I said, oh, I knew that you came from a certain church before you joined us and we, we have completed our 21 day fast and um, how was the fast? Because I'm sure that because you came from a prophetic church, you are used to fasting. And he said, man of God, no, that's not, that's not it. In my former church, you know, the, the pastor would declare the fast but he himself will not fast. And because some of us were close to him, it didn't motivate us to fast. So this is my first time I'm doing a 21 day fast. And I said, wow, the pastor will declare fast and he will go inside <laughs> and eat. You see, her faith was damaged because a shepherd said one thing and did another thing. Be an example. Praise the Lord. Write this down. Don't send them. Go with them. 
write it down. Don't send them, go with them. Don't send them, go with them. If you're a shepherd, you have a flock, you're a leader, you have followers, you have been given a, a certain position in the church, don't send them, go with them. Write this also. As a leader, a shepherd, it is important for you to have a tithe card. It is important for you to have a tithe card. It is important for you to have a tithe card. There are things that are very powerful. You know, you can pay your tithe by Momo, but the reason why we as a church, we have produced tithe cards is that, you see, it's not just about the action. It's not just about, you know, the art of sending your tithe by Momo, but it's about having something to, like a symbolism of what you believe. It is more powerful that your children will see a tithe card in, on the dining table than for you to tell them, honor the Lord with your tithe. You see, the evidence of having a tithe card is too glaring. Imagine you come to church, you pick your tithe card from there. People see you holding a tithe card. You place it in your car. You start your... You see, that tithe card is a powerful visual in the minds of people. Hallelujah. It's like a Bible. These days, we don't carry Bibles. But, I mean, in the past, when you're going to church, the Bible in the hand of someone going to, makes a big statement than the walking, the galleys the person is doing. So, as a leader, it's important for you to have a tithe cap. Why? You are trying to tell the followers, the sheep, it, tithing is important. This is my tithe cap. Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds. Good deeds are not intended to be hidden. Bible says, no one lights a candle and put it under a bushel. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yes. Praise the Lord Jesus. It's about time we led by example. We show our leadership by example. You see, when we do that, we stir a whole generation onto the path of righteousness. Praise the Lord. When you do good things in the house of God, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. Paul said, I will boast, but I will boast in Christ. Be proud about the good things you are doing because you never know. That's somebody's only Bible. That's somebody's only inspiration to continue in the ways of righteousness. So own a tight car. Be, be, be so proud that you have a tight car. Unapologetic. You know, there's this, um, there's this man that is so appreciated everywhere in this country um, seen as a rich man. Um, uh, they call him Cheddar. You know, he owns the Usu uh, something. It's, it's, it's a hotel. Something, something. Amen. And he always portrays himself as a very rich man. Of course, he has the money. 
If he didn't, he won't, he won't come and portray himself like that. If you don't have money, it's difficult to portray as a rich man. <laughs> you, can't, you can't fake riches. It's something that one of the things is very hard to fake and sustain. Because when hunger strikes, you know that this thing is not... Is not <laughs> wow, you will give up. You, you will stop what you are trying to do. You know. And one day, you know, Bolare went to his home. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm still talking about shepherding. Bolare went to his home to, um, to unveil his wealth. So they were showing his vehicles. You know, this is why many of the young people have an appetite to want to do everything to become rich. Why? This is what they are being shown. You see, there, there's a void in the things of righteousness. Nobody's showing the things of righteousness. It's like everybody's hiding that. But people are promoting all kinds of things. So they were showing his vehicles, Lamborghini, this, that, that, this, that, that. His house, they were showing, he was telling the value of his sofas and things like that. Where he bought this from Paris, bought this from. Suddenly, you begin to want to, you know, also attain that level. But as they were interviewing him, he asked him, what's the secret of your riches? And then the, the I mean, all, people don't expect that he will say that because usually he's, uh, you know, he's seen in a certain way. He said, the secret of my wealth is tithing. He said, I'm a strong tither. Yes. And, and I felt so, you know, I, I felt that, wow, this is it. Because he has been given a, a very privileged opportunity. And he has routed everybody who aspires to be like him back into the kingdom of God. That is the value of our promotions in God's kingdom. He said, I'm a tither. And he said, do you know what? I even bought a university for a church. And this was a time where people were, you know, people were bashing the church. The church has done this. The church has done that. And this person who is not even identified as, you know, a church person. People don't know that he's a church person. He came out. He said, look, this is my secret. I bought a whole university. I asked my pastor, why don't we have a university as a church? My pastor said, well, I don't, I have never thought about it. He said, well, I've seen a university. It's called, called Pan-Africa University. I'm buying the university, the property, the land, everything. It is in the name of the church. He said, this is my secret. People see that I have wealth, but this is my secret. That is leadership. By that statement, he has made people understand effortlessly that wealth is an entrustment. It's a stewardship and it has a purpose and an assignment. And the assignment of wealth is only purposeful when it is advancing the kingdom of God. Don't be ashamed to showcase the good things you are doing in the house of God. There's no shame. There's no shame. Praise the Lord Jesus. There's no shame. So own a tight card. Tell your neighbor, own a tight card. Yes, own a tight card. 
Don't be putting your tithe in a white envelope and dropping it sanctimoniously. You see, when you do that, you are trying to let, you see, you are trying to make it look like it's not important. It's not important. There are little things that we do that denigrate great things that God is doing. Own a tithe card. Praise the Lord Jesus. 